So Money episode 438, Hal Elrod. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 84 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from. The drag-and-drop editor. There's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your website today. The result is stunning. Welcome to So Money, everyone. I am your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Thank you for joining me. We have quite the interview today. And I want to start by just saying that I am not a morning person. I know some of you share in my situation you know, that I consider myself a night owl. I can be up till 1 a.m. I love to work out at night. I get my energy at night. I don't know why that is. I wish it was the opposite because I do hear about people who have such productive mornings. They get up, they work out, they write, they listen to podcasts, they have delicious breakfast, healthy meals. I want to be that person. And in an effort to be that person, I have invited Hal Elrod on the show today. He has an incredible story, and it starts with a tragedy. He died and then came back to life. Did you know that was even possible? You know, we hear about that sometimes, and we kind of doubt that. Like, how is it that you actually passed away? Six minutes he was dead, and he came back to life. And it happened because at age 20, he was hit head on by a drunk driver going 70 miles per hour. And he was out for six minutes, broke 11 bones. Doctors said he would never walk again, that he would have brain damage. But not only did he walk again, triumphant, he went on to run a 52-mile ultra marathon. He became a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, and the number one best-selling author of the book, The Miracle Morning. The not-so-obvious secret guaranteed to transform your life before 8 a.m. 8 a.m. I woke up at 7 a.m. this morning, so I have some work to do because there's some steps in his book that require a couple of hours of ritual uh, before 8 a.m. at least. Hal wakes up actually at 3.30 in the morning. Is that even the morning? That's the middle of the night. (laughs) Anyway, incredible story from Hal Elrod of not only how he overcame that life-threatening experience at only age 20, but also another rock-bottom moment 
Shortly after, in the recession, he lost clients, he lost his home, his bank account went to negative. How did he overcome those financial challenges? And what is his advice for someone like me and others maybe listening on this podcast? We don't consider ourselves morning people. We want to be more productive. We know that there can be so much to be done in the morning. How do we have a miracle morning? Here is Hal Elrod. Hal Elrod. Miracle morning to you, my friend. How are you? And a miracle morning to you, Farnoosh. I'm I'm honored and grateful to be uh, to be here amongst all of the amazing guests you've interviewed. Uh, I just I feel I'm humbled to be included. So thank you for having Aww. me. Well, it's our honor, and we're so happy to have you on the show. We know that you're out there making such a difference, and you are so obsessed with mornings. And it's ten o'clock here, Eastern Time. I'm just curious, what have you accomplished so far that you can make me feel bad about? Because all I've done this morning is I got up, um, I did a little work, I play with my son, I grabbed a sandwich, and now I'm at work, and I'm having an honest tea, and I'm <laughs> I'm podcasting with Hal, which I feel like is for me a pretty productive morning. I plan That's to work out later. I'm yeah. not a morning person. I should tell you and everybody. I I just I would much rather sleep in every day, but. You can't when you're a mom. Um, yeah. What have you What have you done this morning? And what should we all try to practice in the morning, at least as best we can? So what's funny is you caught me on like the one day out of maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe once a month. I'll have like a late night, which is rare. Um, but last night we had friends in town and my wife and I were out till like, you know, midnight. And like that, I mean, that rarely happens. So. Uh, so today I actually slept in till 530, um, which uh, is really late for me. That's sleeping. <laughs> how, how old are your children? Uh, six and three. Yeah. So they get, maybe they get up or they sleep in. I don't know. No, they no. So they, they sleep in. Uh, my wife and my kids sleep in. My wife actually just recently started doing the miracle morning. So my normal day is I wake up at 3.30 a.m., um, 3.30 to 4. I acclimate, right? I make tea. I brush my teeth. How much sleep do you get, though, when you wake um, up? Six hours. I typically go from, uh, I sleep from 9.30 p.m. to 3.30 a.m. And just to be clear for everybody listening, it's so funny. Like when I first started doing the Miracle Morning before it was ever a book, it was just my own ritual. Um, I would post on Facebook, you know, up at 3.30 for my Miracle Morning. And after doing that for like six months, someone goes, yeah, your Miracle Morning, I've seen your post. It's really inspiring, but I could never wake up at 3.30. And I, I, I go, Oh, you think it's waking up at 3.30? <laughs> and I realized how many, you know, thousands of people think that they have to wake up at 3.30 to do their miracle morning. That's not it at all, you know, so. Um, that's just you. Uh, that's just me. I'm, I'm extreme. Like, yeah, I, I'm extreme. So as the guy that created it, I just kept like going, how early could I go? How much, how much juice could I Maybe I don't I have squeeze? to sleep at all. Yeah, yeah Maybe exactly. I could become nocturnal after all. I'm going to start my miracle morning in the evening. I'll just, I'll just start at like 11.30 p.m. and, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. How, how, how early is waking up until it's like the day before, you know? Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, so, so for me, normally I, I go through these six practices. The Miracle Morning is made up of the six, you know, most timeless personal development practices known to man or woman. Um, and I, they're organized into a, a nice little acronym, thanks to my wife and the thesaurus. It's the savers, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. So meditation to journaling and everything in between um, and, and doing that every morning and anywhere from, you know, 30 to 60 minutes is what most people do their miracle morning for me. Um, I do a full hour and some people do it as little as six. There's a whole chapter in the book on the six minute miracle morning. And it's literally, how do you do it, you know, on those days where you're really busy, uh, rather than making it all or nothing, how can you actually 
squeeze it into this really legitimately effective six minute practice every day. So it's every, whatever works for people. So effective, what's the effect? What in your life, how has this compounded? So here's, I'll I'll give the quick um, backstory if that's okay. Uh, Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So the, um, so, so the, 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 I'll give like the synopsis. So when I was 20, I was, um, in sales and I was one of the top salespeople for my company and I gave a speech one night and I was driving home from the speech and a drunk driver on the freeway going 70 miles an hour, but going the wrong way head on, uh, hit me head on at 70 miles an hour, uh, crushed the front of my car, sent my car spinning in circles on the highway. And the car behind me hit me right in the door, right in my driver's side door at 70 miles an hour and immediately crushed the left side of my body, breaking 11 bones. Um, I bled to death. I was dead for six minutes on the side of the freeway while the paramedics resuscitated me, rushed me to the hospital where I spent six days in a coma. I flatlined twice more, uh, came out of the coma six days later to be told I would never walk again. And I had permanent brain damage and I was 20 uh, years old years old when this happened. And so that was like my first kind of, I call it my, like my first rock bottom, but I think it's from our rock bottoms that we, you know, we have the that's opportunity. That's more than rock to, bottom. That's death. You died that, three times. Death bottom. Yeah. Rock death. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, so that was, that was where, that was the first point in my life where I, I came out of the coma and I had to deal with this and the doctor said I would never walk again. And I made the decision. I said, okay, there's two possibilities. Number one, the doctors are right and I'll never walk again. And if that's the case and I'm in a wheelchair the rest of my life, I'm going to be the happiest, most grateful person you've ever seen in a wheelchair. Because if I'm in a wheelchair, either way, I don't want to live my life as a victim, you know? So that was the first, I, I said, or I am going to walk again and all my energy is going to go into that because that's what I want. So I'm going to focus, I'm going to accept what I don't want is the worst case scenario. And I'm going to focus on what I do want. And I'm going to visualize walking every day and think about it and pray about it and talk about it. And, you know, just, just all my energy will go into what I want while simultaneously accepting that worst case scenario. And two weeks after I came out of the coma, the doc, you know, three weeks after the bones were broken and in the crash, doctors came in, said, we don't know how to explain this, but your body's healing so quickly. We're going to let you take your first step today in therapy. So it was like, I wasn't expecting it. I was thinking maybe like in a year or something, not three weeks. So that was this first like, and then when that happened, I went, maybe I meant to do more than just sell kitchen products, which is what I was doing at the Mm -hmm. time. So that was the first kind of foray into, into this career of, I want to be a a speaker and an author and, 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 and help others. And then at age 20, your mindset is not where I think many 20 year olds would have been thinking logically or spiritually that they had this just horrendous, horrendous experience. They almost died. I mean, you died for six minutes. By the way, do you remember those six minutes? Like what was I, going on? I don't. Because of the head-on collision, my brain, the front of my brain smashed my skull, which oh. is where the, the, the short-term memory is stored. So I have, I have no, me- there's been about a week of my life from about 10 minutes before the accident until about two weeks, actually, so two weeks after the accident, I don't remember those two weeks. But so, I'm hearing your story and I can't help but think that so much of the why you process things the way you do, why you're so optimistic, so determined, so self-motivated. Is that in your DNA or were you mentored? How did, how did that transpire? Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you asked because I, I, I sometimes take it for granted because I've shared the story so many times and I live the story, but I think that the lesson I can share with everybody may be the most valuable lesson that, that I've ever learned or, or experienced. 
Um, and, and the way that it unfolded, so the doctors actually called my parents in a week after I came out of the coma. So in a coma for six days, a week later, you know, I'm in a hospital bed, legs broken. I've got a metal rod in my 14 inch rod in my leg, metal plates in my, my pelvis is broken in three places. My, I've got screws in my elbow, my rod, my arm, metal plates in my eye. My eye socket was just destroyed. Um, and I'm laying in my hospital bed and the, the doctors call my parents in and they said, we want to give you an update on Hal. Physically, he's stable. Like at that point, it was just keeping me alive. Right. And so he's, he's stable. He's, he's, you know, he should live a long, healthy life. And that was the most important part. And then they said, but emotionally, mentally and emotionally, we're concerned. We believe that Hal's in denial and that he's delusional. And the reason we say that is every time we interact with Hal, uh, you know, we being our, you know, the doctors, the nurses, the, the physical therapist, <laughs> Hal's always smiling oh. and laughing and, and telling us jokes and, and, you know, making us laugh. And they said, frankly, that's not normal for a 20 year old young man yeah. that's being told you're probably never going to walk again. And they said, so we've seen this before where his reality is so painful and unimaginable for him that he's checked out and he's just, he's off the deep end kind of thing. You know, he just can't face reality. And we need you to talk to him, find out how he's really- Get him feeling. depressed, get him upset. Yeah, that's what the heck? What he, he should be depressed and angry and scared and sad and like he needs to feel those emotions so we wow. can deal with them, right? So my dad comes in and, and says, you know, he, and he, like my dad's eyes are red and watery and like he's trying to keep it together and he's like, how can I talk to you? And I was like, oh God. And I thought he had like news like how you're going to die. You know, like I was, I'm, I'm going, oh gosh, this is bad, right? And, and so he, go, he said, he basically just told him what the doctor said. And he goes, Dad, Hal, it's okay to feel sad and angry and depressed. And, you know, m your mom and I feel all those things. We want to kill the drunk driver. We're, you know, we, and we can't imagine what you're really feeling deep down inside. How are you really feeling? And I looked at my dad and I, you know, I kind of, I thought for a second, sad, angry, depressed. Am I, you know, am I, am I, am I fighting those emotions? And I'm, I kind of, you know, I was, I was quiet for a few seconds and I look at him and I go, dad, I thought you knew me better than that. Remember I lived my life by the five minute rule that I learned in my, my, uh, you know, my Cutco sales training. It's okay to be negative when things go wrong, but not for more than five minutes. And I said, there's no, the point is I can't change that I was in a car accident, but I can choose whether I'm all those things the doctors think I should be, which I don't want to be sad, angry, depressed, uh, upset, scared. I would rather be grateful for what I have. I would rather be optimistic about what I can create for my future. I'd rather focus on all of the great things in life versus the things that went wrong. And this is true for all of us. And what I realized years later, Farnoosh, I read the book, The Power of Now by uh, Eckhart Tolle. And he talked about how every negative emotion that we've ever felt in our lives has been self-created by our resistance to reality. So it's the degree that we wish and want for our circumstances or things to be different in our lives that, that you know, they've, like if they've already happened, for example, you, you know, unless you're Marty McFly with the DeLorean, like you can't change it. It's, it's already happened. Like my accident had already happened. And, and so I didn't realize it at the time until I read that book that I was able to understand why I was able to be so happy and positive. And it was the opposite of what the doctors thought. They thought he can't accept what's happened to him. So he checked out a reality. When it was the opposite, I had fully accepted what had happened to me. 
I had, I put no energy into wishing it didn't happen. Therefore, I was at peace with it. And I was able to be genuinely happy and grateful in the midst of the most difficult circumstances of my life. And I now apply that to traffic. I apply it to, you know, disappointments every day. Like, well, I can't change it. If I can't change it, there's no point in creating negative emotions for myself. You've obviously case studied yourself and it's become this inspiration internationally. But have the meta, has the medical community case studied you? Because I think that's worth exploring. I mean, you basically negated everything that they thought and prescribed. What was their reaction ultimately? And, and what, how, does it, how has it left you feeling about the state of our medical system? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Ting. Ting is making mobile phone service easy to use with no contracts, no overage fees, or unlimited plans. You only pay for what you need. Plus, you'll have complete control of your account with Ting's easy-to-use dashboard. They break down your usage by minutes, messages, and megabytes. At the end of the month, you'll get an easy-to-read bill based on your usage. Now you're thinking, what about the network? Well, Ting offers service on two nationwide LTE networks. They're the first provider to let you have devices on different networks under one easy-to-manage account. Ting will walk you through the entire process, whether you're bringing over your current phone or looking for an upgrade. And just for so many listeners, Ting is offering $25 towards your first device or Ting service when you sign up at somoney.ting.com. The average monthly bill is just $23 per phone. Check out their savings calculator to see how much you can save today. Visit somoney.ting.com to get your $25 credit when you make the switch. The only thing you have to lose is your cell phone contract. That's those are great questions. And I don't the medical community has to answer your first one. They've not done any studying on me. You know, if you know any of them, uh, make an intro. That'd be great. Um, yeah, I could, I could if I could help. I mean, and I think I could. Right. There's so many. I mean, just in general, like as a speaker and an author, that message when I speak is one of the biggest that I share. Can't change it. That once something happens, you, you, you accept if you can't change it, don't create emotional pain. And it's, it's interesting, but I've had well over a dozen people tattoo can't change it on their body after I gave that. Permanent. Wow. Permanent. <laughs> it's crazy. I get pictures all the time. Hey, God, I can't change a tattoo on my shoulder, on my arm, on my foot. I mean, you know. um, but, uh, but anyway, so the, uh, and as far as my, the, the state of the medical community, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't put any really thought into that. Um, I, I might now. But and there was one other question in the middle, I think, that you asked. Oh, just that, you know, how has it impacted your take on the medical community? And, you know, the next time, God forbid, something happens to you or a family member, what's going to be your approach? You're going to go to the hospital, obviously. But then, you know, I guess is the is the advice take everything with a grain of salt that they tell you? Yeah, it's just it's accept all things that you can't change mm-hmm. and 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 focus like don't don't resist reality. Don't resist anything that is is or is is what it is. If it is what it is, every negative emotion is self-created by our resistance. So I choose not to resist anything. You know, um now if you want let's we can go into the next story because what's interesting is I got depressed uh at what I would call my second rock bottom if you will, 2008 when the US economy crashed. Um, I kind of crashed with it. I had, I had, I had hit Hall of Fame with the company that I was working for when the accident happened in 2005. 2006, I launched my own business. I started a coaching business. I started speaking. I wrote my first book, Taking Life Head On. Um, oh, and that was what you asked, by the way, is how the doctors react. Two things. They thought I was in, they, they, they didn't believe it. <laughs> um, and then after they did, at first they didn't believe it. And then once they, 
got to know me more and they're like, wow, this is really how he thinks. Like this is really, you know, this isn't, it's not delusion. He literally has accepted it and he's at peace with it. And he's actually genuinely happy. That's when they said, Hal should write it. Your son should write a book. They told my parents, you should write a book. Yeah. That's where that seed was kind of planted. But, um, so 2008, when the U.S. economy crashed, I, I had just bought a brand new house, my first house. You know, I was 26 years old. Um, I, I had started this business that we had, I had built it to be very successful, the coaching business. And when I, the economy crashed, I lost over half of my clients. I lost over half of my income. I couldn't pay my mortgage. I lost my house, uh, canceled the gym membership, stopped exercising. Like it was a legitimate, you know, like mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, I was at the lowest point in my life. And, um, people go, well, why didn't you apply the can't change it philosophy that you teach? And I did, but I didn't know how to apply it in a, like, like a quicksand of this downward spiral where when I lost my first client, I went, wait, whoa, man, that sucks. I, I've never lost a client before. Well, can't change it, right? I accept it. I'll move on. And then when a week later I lost two more clients, I went, whoa, 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 whoa. okay, <laughs> can't change it. Let's move on. And then when I lost another three clients and then all of a sudden I'm going, whoa, 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 the way this is going, I, I, I can't pay my bills. And it, would just, it got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And I didn't know how to deal with that. And I got very scared. I, I got very depressed. I didn't tell anybody. That's another thing that made it hard because I was a success coach. Yeah. If you could imagine, like my identity was around helping people be successful. And I, I felt like a like a so fraud. Where were you living? Did you go back home? What happened? No. So I was living in the house. We were doing, you know, uh, I, I was able, I lived in the house for six months. The uh, without, you know, like it, it gets to where you stop paying the mortgage right. and then they go, we're going to they ended up doing a short sale, which was a little better than a foreclosure. You know, it still ruined my credit for quite a few years. But um, so long story short, after six months of this downward spiral, um, where I, I went from being in, you know, good shape physically to really the worst shape I'd ever been in. And um, my body fat percentage increased 300% in those six months. Um, I my wife, who was actually just my girlfriend at the time, we were just dating for a couple of years. And she said, sweetheart, I, I hate seeing you like this. Why don't you get advice from your friend, John Berghoff? You know, he, he's one of the smartest people, you know, he loves you. He's not going to judge you. So I finally, like first person I ever confessed to other than my girlfriend of what, how bad things had gotten and how depressed I had become. And I called him and his advice led me to go on a run, which I, I hated running, but he said, Hal, you need to exercise. I hate running thing. too, man. You do do that's so funny. I can't do it. Yes, yeah, so I hated running. I've I, run a half marathon though, but I hate it. You run like a million marathons. So what'd you say? I said, you're the marathon man. No, 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 no. I did one 52 mile ultra marathon. Oh, you know, just one 52 mile <laughs> ultra marathon. But Sorry. because I hate running and that's actually so. So, well, the miracle mornings would led into that. So here. So, so let me try to bring this to a head. I'm long winded, as you found out. Um, but so so what happened is he said two things. Number one, how if you're sitting at home, if you just keep doing the same things, you're going to have the same results. He said, you got to do something different. So he said, if I were you, there's two things that I think would make the biggest difference in your life. And to this day, there, there's two parts of the six parts of the miracle morning. He said, number one, I would go for a run every morning or some form of exercise. So you put yourself in a peak physical, mental and emotional state every day to start the day. And he said, while you're on that run, listen to an audio book or a podcast, something that will give you knowledge while you're in a peak state. And then immediately 
And he said, cater that knowledge to what you need to improve in your life. So for you right now, it's your business. You need clients. You need to write, figure out, listen to some audiobooks on that and run home and implement what you learned. He said, that's, do it every day. And eventually you'll learn strategies. You'll be in a better state physically, mentally, and emotionally to implement those strategies. You'll turn your life around. Eventually. So, how long did it take? That's why it's called the Miracle Morning, Farnoosh, because I, I decided to wake up an hour earlier to do all this the next morning. I wanted to do more than he was saying. I thought, I want to create the ultimate morning ritual. So I started Googling, like, best morning rituals, you know, what are the world's most successful people do to start their day, phrases like that. And I had a list of six practices. I woke up the next morning, and I wasn't a morning person. That's what was so hard for me. I was like, I was, but again, I was like, I've got to do something different. Woke up the next morning, did these six practices. That morning my entire life began to change because, you know, my bank account balance was still negative. My house was still in foreclosure. I mean, all those things like, like the outer world didn't change, but the way that I felt and the way that I perceived myself in the world, I thought if I start every day like this, if I wake up every day and do this every morning and start the day with this much clarity and energy and motivation and confidence, then it's only a matter of time before my outer world reflects my inner world. And it was less than two months that I more than doubled my income. I went from being in the worst shape of my life physically to deciding I've never run more than a mile, but I'm going to run 52 in one day uh, just to oh, challenge myself physically. And my depression went away the first day. And that I started calling it my miracle morning because it felt like a miracle. But again, it wasn't a book title. It wasn't a book idea. I started sharing it with my few coaching clients that I had left and it changed. They all went from going, Hal, I, I'm just, I'm not a morning person. I've tried. And I gave them the strategy, the tips, yada, yada, yada. And then this, every single client came back a week or two later on the call and said, oh my gosh, you're right. I'm a morning person. I've, I, I'm waking up. It was all the same things that I had experienced. They were experiencing. And that's when the light bulb went off. And I thought, I, I have a responsibility to share this with the world. And I, it's still writing was tough. It took three years, but you know, the rest is kind of history as they say. And, and, and now the miracle morning is this worldwide movement in 70 countries and uh, so on and so forth. And one component of that is the writing. What do you write about? What do you encourage people to, to jot down? What's helpful? Yeah, so I actually use, and I've tried a lot of different journals. Um, you know, I've used just a, you know, lined paper, right? Just a free, no, no structure at all. Um, and then I use a journal for a few years called the Winner's Journal. And the one that I've landed on that I, I, I've used for years now and I love is called the Five Minute Journal. Um, in fact, one of your get, former guests, uh, Tim Ferriss, um, I think he bought like 2000 copies of those when he discovered them and gave them out. Yeah. I don't know all the details, but he was a big proponent. He, he's a fan of it, but the five minute journal, uh, I encourage everybody to, to get it, but, um, but you can model it. So it's really simple. There's a morning and an evening entry in the morning. It's three things I'm grateful for and three things that I need to do to make today. Great. That's it really simple. But if you think about it, what that does is it puts you in an optimum state to be present to how great your life already is. Even if it's, you know, there's so many people, right, that no matter it, like around the world that the things you complain about, they're, they're praying for, right? I mean, we've heard that before. Oh, you know what? It's written by Alex Icon and the, his yes. wife or girlfriend Mimi, Mimi was on my show. Oh, no way. Yeah. I'm, I'm just connecting dots now. So I just I love went, Mimi went to Amazon. and Alex. They're like the sweetest Couple Mimi's ever. fantastic. She's a phenomenal entrepreneur, YouTube ex extraordinaire. Yes. And who knew? I thought she, I thought like Alex was just like 
eye candy. And now I'm like, because uh, you know, I see him in all the videos. I'm like, what a handsome man she's got. And meanwhile, he's written this uh, awesome, life changing t- like tool. I'm going to order this. this and they're cool. both eye candy, by the way. I yeah. Think it's, it's pretty equal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then their uh, they're, they're good friend, UJ Ramdas, is the other, is like the co creator. The three of them created this five minute journal. So um, in the morning, three things you're grateful for, three things you need to do to make today great. And to me, that optimizes first your mindset in the morning with the gratitude and it optimizes your results for the day to get clarity on, okay, I've got 20 things on my to-do list. What are the top three? And then at the end of the day, you write down three things that uh, were amazing today. And then three things that, that, you know, that I could have done better that I'll do better tomorrow. And so it's this, it's a simple process morning and night. Now I use the app. So there's a five minute journal, hardcover, you know, five minute journal.com. You can get the, the, the hardcover journal. Um, if you like to write by hand, I personally like to do things on my phone cause it's with me when I travel. And the cool thing about the, the app is that you can put pictures in. So almost every single day since I've started using the app, mm-hmm. I capture that's one nice. picture with my kids, with my family, like whatever I'm doing for that day. That's like the highlight. And I put it in the app and you know, included in my gratitude. So, so that's what I scribe about. Now, some people though, like, I love the fact that it's the word scribing versus journaling because journaling is specific to one thing. Scribing could be like, I work on my books during my miracle morning, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, every book that or I write recipes I write. or whatever, I mean, we, you don't have to limit yourself to, it's just, there's something about thinking about something, writing it down that connection. I don't like typing stuff into my phone. I'm much, much, I'm much more of a pen and paper person. Go. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Um, so you're how old now? 31? 30. I just turned 37. No, 37. Oh, you are? Okay. I, God, I wish you just made me my just turn back the clock and <laughs> wish I was younger. Shoot. <laughs> I have these 16 year olds on my podcast who are like three time Ted talkers and they make me feel like I'm I know. a waste of space. Uh, what is, what is, well, first, before I ask what's next for you, and I'm sure you've thought about it. Um, because it's a, fi- a financial show and you've talked so much already intimately about hitting rock bottom, your foreclosure. Uh, what would you say now is a as you have all of these morning miracle rituals, what's a financial ritual that you practice? So here's what's well, here's what's interesting is that the 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 savers, the silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, scribing uh, or reading and scribing the, the you what's powerful about the miracle morning is that it's it's universally applicable to any result that you want to generate for your life. If you want a better marriage, you filter all you filter all of the savers through improving your marriage, meaning you meditate on what it will feel like to be a better spouse throughout in the morning. And then you have affirmations that affirm in writing what you're committed to do each and every day to be a better spouse and improve your marriage. Then you visualize interacting with your spouse that day in a way that's positive. Now, my wife and I, we do our miracle morning together. So we exercise together as well, right? So you can, while you're exercising, reinforcing these other practices, then the reading component, I'm going through savers, you know, the acronym in order, the reading, you read books on having a better marriage. And the S for scribing is, you know, you journal around what you're going to do or one thing you can do to make your marriage great that day. I use that as an example, but again, finances, right? So now what happened is when I started my miracle morning, my finances were in a bad place. So I focused all six of the savers on improving my financial situation. And it was less than two months that I was able to double my income as a result. If you think about it, what you focus on expands, right? We've all heard that before. And so, and, and also the savers, in fact, 
I won't tell you this. I'll quote Robert Kiyosaki. So Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right, which is, I think, the number one financial book of all time, 26 million copies sold. Um, He reached out to me, and I still get the chills when I tell this. And he said, Hal, I've read The Miracle Morning three times, um, and it's completely changed my life. And I'd like to interview you on Rich Dad Radio. And I was like, my jaw was at the floor. I was like, wow. He's been on this podcast, by the way. He's awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm like, but I mean, his book changed my life. I'm like, you've read my book three times. What? Um, and uh, and so, but what he said when he interviewed me is he said, Hal, before I read the Miracle Morning, he said, you know, the the six practices that you that that make up the Miracle Morning, the savers. He said every successful person on the planet swears by at least one of those practices, maybe maybe two, even three at the most. He said I had never met or heard of any human being that did all six of the most proven, powerful personal development practices, you know, known to man. And he said, and now I do all six of them every day. I do my miracle morning. My wife and I do it together. And, and so that's the thing that makes the miracle morning so powerful. And if you want to improve your financial situation or any situation, if what you focus on expands and if any one of these practices is a game changer, when you do all six of them every single morning and you filter your financial goals through those six practices, that's where you see incredible results. And I'm not the only person. I mean, I've had a ton of people that have, you know, I've got thousands of emails from people that have said, you know, I had my best month in sales the first month of doing the miracle morning. I, you know, increased my income. I, I mean, just, you know, on and on or, they're very personal. Like uh, I, I saw this woman today, how she has overcome her depression. You know, in her first month of doing the Miracle Morning, she posted this in the Miracle Morning uh, community Facebook group. She's off her depression medication. In one, she's been on it for three years. In one month, she's off of it from doing the Miracle Morning. Another gentleman, Mike Eaton, 25 years old, obese his entire life. He, he lost 70 pounds in the first five months of doing the Miracle what? Morning. Wow. And, he, and he, he emailed me saying that it's changed his life. You know, in fact, um, Keith, I don't know if you know Keith Minnick from, he works, uh, he's the um, director of business development at Turner, CNN. Anyway, I, I'm going on and on. But so he, um, his, his son passed away. And he was in a, a two to three year depression after his, his four month old son <sighs> had passed away. And I just met him at a conference and he came up to me and started crying and hugged me and said, the miracle morning saved my life. Oh my he gosh. said, I was in this depression and everyone I knew gave me books on grief and all of these, you know, and, and, and nothing worked until someone gave me a copy of the miracle morning. And he said, and it completely got me out of my funk. I started my own business that had been on my dream list forever. I'm now actually leaving my, my job to pursue my passion. You know, so it's it's so universal. And again, to, you know, circle back to your question, if the financial goals are the ones that are important for people, which for most of us, they are, you incorporate them in some, if not all of the, the six practices of the miracle morning. How thank you. Yo, pal, how, (laughs) <laughs> Thank you right. so much. That was your DJ name when you were 15. Thanks to mom. Mom, I, yeah, I had a DJ. Mo- right mom here. knows best. Mom gave me the nickname. Well, again, so inspiring. I feel like I, I've just been hit by, oh, I just, I've, I've been transformed a lot in these past 30 minutes. Um, truly. And so thank you so much, Hal. And everyone, you know, this book that we've been talking about all the last 30 minutes, The Miracle Morning, over 1,600 reviews on Amazon. It's a top-selling book. For years it's been, and I, I now you have Miracle Morning for writers. 
Yeah, we've actually Miracle Morning for salespeople, Miracle Morning for um, writers, Miracle Morning for parents and families comes out later this year. Um, so yeah, so we're, it's kind of like the next chicken soup for the soul, but Love it. Ho- hopefully more, uh, yeah. yeah. Congratulations to Hal, everyone, halelrod.com, miraclemorning.com, follow Hal on Twitter, at Hal Elrod. Thank you so much, my friend. Have a great, not just morning, rest of your day, weekend, and uh, don't be a stranger. Thank you so much, Parnoosh. Thanks so much again to Hal. His website, once again, halelrod.com and miraclemorning.com. He's also on Twitter at Hal Elrod. All this information back at somoneypodcast.com. And while you're there, click on Ask Farnoosh. Send me your question for the Friday episodes. What do you think? Are you going to have a miracle morning from now on? Or at least a, a bit of a miracle in the morning. Maybe you wake up a little bit sooner. Maybe you do go for that jog. Maybe you just have 30 minutes of peace and calm and tranquility where you can collect your thoughts and plan out your day. I think I'm going to get this book. I'm going to share it with Tim, whether he likes it or not. And we're going to have at least one miracle morning soon. And I'll tell you all about it. And if you've had one or are in the midst of having many miracle mornings, write in and let me know how it's going. There's a comment section for Hal's episode at somoneypodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And I hope your day is miraculous and so money. So money.